scared should we be? I mean, I, I interviewed um, a guy called a Guardian journalist called Jonathan Watts, who wrote a book about China and the environment. Who said, you know, looking at, at China, um, we may have already gone past the point of, of of no return. He was. Is this a dark time for you as an environmental campaigner? I'm not going to let it be a dark time. I don't think we have time for it to be a dark time. It is, it is, you ask how frightened should we be? Well, there's certainly evidence to be as frightened as you want to be. Uh, you know, fear and anger are, are twin or related emotions. Uh, one is productive and one is not. Um, I, I think fear is ultimately going to be, uh, I think it's necessary for a while, but I think we have to put it down and be uh, be angry and active and, and Fear can really shut you down. Fear, fear can trigger a flight response. It can trigger, trigger a, uh, you know, comatose response. Uh, uh, as can, grief can do the same thing. I think, um, I think it, you know, it's about a two-month period of, of uh, honoring the fear. But at some point, it's going to be an indulgence, uh, and, and there's not going to be. It's going to rob our efficiency and energy. And, and I think, uh, I think anger will be a good transition into. Just the straight-ahead work of resistance. And what should we do? Can can you give, um, yeah, you know, me personally, some advice about what I should be doing? Um, I I always feel that awful sense of, you know, probably complacent hopelessness. So I sit at home and and complain. And I've everybody's asking that, top to bottom, east, west, north, south. What do we do? What do we do? Uh, kind of what oh, what worked for the other side. I mean, people spent eight years belly aching about the Clintons and demonizing them. Like it sucks, but that's that's part of the uh, the basic fabric of, of changing cultures is to uh, to say no, I'm not going to allow this culturally in, in my country in my world. Uh, speak out against it. Uh, large gatherings, small gatherings, protest marches are, are helpful. Uh, just inundation of, of op-eds and letters, but but again, the person-to-person conversations that we're seeing that that's a start. Um, I think another thing that I find solace in is, is working extremely locally in, in communities with, with issues uh, at home where you can have a huge influence, whether it's, you know, it's, it's the water quality in your, your borough or neighborhood or, uh, or, or you know, in, in my valley in the Yak, I have this, this little group that I've been uh, a part of for 20 years now, and we're, we're working on natural resource issues, you know, within a community of 100 people, and, and uh, we're really facing... Um, some real challenges now with with the administration coming trying to deregulate and, and, and liquidate, trying to sell public land. Uh, so we're digging in and fighting at the local level, which really feels good. I mean, it's terrifying if we lose, but it feels good to be doing something. I was, I was fascinated about reading you about um, the idea of protests and, and getting arrested. And where, where would you personally draw the line? I don't know the answer to that question. I think we'll see as it develops. I. I I think the rules are changing as we speak, and so I don't have an answer to that. You know, I'm not advocating <clears throat> violence. Uh, you know, fighting violence breeds more violence. Uh, but I, by the same token, I'm not going to say here's what I'll do and here's what I won't do. I don't know. We're facing uh, what we're facing is unprecedented. There's a huge debate in, in upstate New York and in various areas about things like fracking. Uh, a huge part of Trump's kind of message is this idea of. I want to create jobs. I want to, you know, make America great again. Um, the, uh, th- these issues are, are being debated in in Britain too. That there are very depressed former coal mining areas being 
being sort of seduced with the promise of jobs and money and, and regeneration through things like that. What would you say to, to, to those sorts of people in, in those areas who, who might welcome that, that kind of investment? What do you want to give your children? What do, you want, do you really want to, to give them a world where, where they have to move away from the coast, where the, you know, where the rising sea level displaces you know, a billion humans? Is it, you know, if you just, just go rob a bank if you need the money because it, there's, there's no difference. You're robbing from the future. You're robbing from the present. You're taking away people's health. You're, you're, you know, it's, it's at some point armed with the knowledge that we have about coal and, and hydrocarbons. It becomes immoral to pursue it there. Uh, I mean, I, I don't have much sympathy for uh, people who say this is the only answer for, for work. I mean, we came through uh, a recession in 2007, 2008 that was, you know, um, really the equivalent of the Great Depression of the 30s. And, and uh, I don't know if we'll ever see it again, but you know, it wasn't a real good time for writers, but I didn't go write for the Republicans just because I needed a job. You know, I just rolled up my my worked harder and took any job doing anything I could, and uh, you know kept my dignity if not my resources, and uh, I didn't do, do anything I was ashamed of, and and uh, yeah, there's there's there are other other forms of labor other than digging and burning coal. Is that I mean, is that kind of the, the world? The world is facing a global labor shortage. I mean, it, it you know manual labor is going to be in in great need and supply, it already is. Uh, you know, that's, that's an artificial myth. I'm not saying that the, the coal miners are skilled in going out and constructing solar panels at this, at this point, but there, there's always something, you can always do something other than wrong.